mighty, unchangeable Lord. The Alpha and Omega, the ancient of days, the beauty of the nations, the desire of the nations, the fragrance of the nations, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, you are worthy to be praised. You have been good. You have been kind. You have been wonderful. We bless you. We thank you. We celebrate your goodness once again. We give you all the glory in Jesus' name. And all those who agree, give the Lord a big, 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 big hand clap. You're clapping for God. You stand on your feet and give him a standing ovation. Come on. Use your hands. Use your mouth. He is the maker of all things. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' name. Say amen. amen. For the next 30 minutes, I want to share with you on a topic called Caleb said. And Caleb said. Say that with me. And the scripture is out of Joshua 14. Actually, we take it just verse 6. Joshua 14, verse 6 is the story of how Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, came to Joshua and began to make a case. We've heard what was taught us, and there'll be more tonight exposing, revealing, teaching tutoring us on the complexities and the depths of this scripture and this particular chapter and this episode in the life of this great man of God called Caleb. Verse 6. Then the children of Judah came unto Joshua in Gilgal. And Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the, the Kenizzite, said unto him. Say that with me. Caleb said. Unto him. And Caleb said. Unto him. Say it again. And Caleb said. Unto him. Now go to verse 12. Now therefore give me this mountain. Whereof the Lord spake in that day. For thou heardest in that day how the Anakims were there. That the cities were great and fenced. If so be the Lord will be with me. Then I shall be able to drive them out, as the Lord said. Say, the Lord said. And Caleb said. Say it again. Say it again. Now say it like you mean it. Now say it and put your name instead of Caleb. Now say it louder than your neighbor. Now say it so that he will hear your voice in heaven. Psalms 116, Psalm 116 verse 10 said, I believed, therefore have I spoken. I believed, therefore have I spoken. I believed, therefore have I spoken. In Genesis 1-3, it was God who said, let there be light, and it was so. The greatest weapon of a king is his words. And God said, and Caleb said, it was God who created the stars by speaking. In Genesis 1-16, and put them in place 
by the utterances of his command, by the manifestation of his word. Say his word. Say his word. Say his word. Say God speak. And Joshua speak. And then Caleb speak. What does Caleb mean? Caleb means a dog. His name means a dog. What does that mean? He's a dog in tenacity. And he's like a dog in speed. When a bulldog bites, he doesn't let go. Caleb means tenacious. Means violent in the spirit. Caleb means somebody who doesn't take no for an answer. What does Jephunneh mean? Jephunneh the Kenizzite. The Kenizzites, if you remember, when God was speaking to Abraham, he was telling him that I will give you the land of the Kenizzites and Jebusites. Caleb was a Gentile. Caleb was not a Hebrew man. Caleb was introduced by God as an example of a righteous Gentile in the eyes of God. He saw and understood him and his father's house clearly that the blessing of God is with the people of Israel. And with his father, Jephunneh, he left his own people to become a part of God's people. In so doing, he laid up a blessing for his generation. Caleb went to make a demand. Caleb spoke. Caleb opened his mouth. Caleb demanded. You may have all the 8,000 scriptures, scriptural promises in the Bible, but if you don't speak up, they will only remain scriptures and verses and promises. You can have all the promises and inheritances of heaven promised you. But you must speak up. We as a body of Christ, we've been quiet for too long. We were taught that to be pious and quiet and sanctimonious and holy was virtuous. There's nothing wrong with that. But you remember... There's a time to be quiet, and there's a time to speak. Amen. It's a time for your voice to be heard. Amen. Pastor, what do I, why should I speak? Because the enemy has been speaking for too long. Yes. He's been speaking depression. He's been speaking discouragement. He's been speaking intimidation. He's been speaking fear. He's been speaking accidents. He's been speaking economic meltdown. He's been speaking all kinds of evil prophecies. God is waiting for somebody to rise up and say, you know what? It's time to speak. I will speak what God says I will speak. I am the head. I'm not the tail. I'm on top. I'm not beneath. I'm a lender to... I'm not... Didn't you hear what they said? The lady said every morning she would look at her in the mirror and say, I'm a beautiful woman. If you don't speak what God says about you, nobody will speak good about you. Am I talking to someone? Yes, 
it's time to speak up. Talk to three people and tell them it's time for your voice to be heard. What is so peculiar? And Joshua gave him Hebron. Let's come back to that. What is so peculiar about Hebron? Hebron, the same place that Abraham established his first altar in Genesis 13, 18. Genesis 13, 18. Then Abraham removed his tent and came and dwelt in the plain of Mamre, which is in Hebron, and built an altar there. Why was Caleb so particular about taking Hebron? Yeah, Moses promised him. Why didn't he say, oh, well, you know, Moses promised me. Now I'm 85. I'm not as young as I used to be. Let me look for something smaller. After all, I've had a good life. Out of 12 spies, only Joshua and I are left. Out of 600,000 men that came out of Egypt, most of them have died. And I survived the desert. Only Joshua and I are left of our generation. Let me just have a quiet old life and pass away. Why would an 85-year-old man go and take on giants? We heard it from the bishop that he knew the God behind him. In addition to that, there's something about Hebron. Hebron is the first fruit altar that Abraham set up to God. Hebron is a place of consecration. He knew that Papa Abraham had established an altar unto God that was still speaking. Without an altar, you can't make a claim on any land. He knew that there was a prophetic deposit by Papa Abraham on that Hebron. Something informed his decision. It wasn't just that he liked the place. Yeah, it's wonderful. Hebron is wonderful. But you must know the prophetic implication of what you're asking God for. We heard it yesterday, that there are children and children. There are sons and sons. Joseph, the son of Jacob. Where are the other 12? David, the son of Jesse. Where are the other eight, the other seven boys? God will make you a king in your father's house. I can't hear your Amen. He knew that there was something about Hebron. Secondly, what is so particular about Hebron? Hebron was the place that Sarah died. In Genesis 23, 2. And Sarah died in Kijat Harbor. The same is Hebron. In the land of Canaan. And Abraham came to mourn for Sarah and to weep for her. Hebron. Is a place that destiny is changed. Is a place where the old gives way to the new. Is a place where there's transgenerational transaction, where there is a change of regime and a change of government and a transfer of heritage and inheritance. That's why he said, and he gave it to him as an inheritance, because Sarah's bones were lying in Hebron. Isaac lived in Hebron. Genesis 35, 27. Isaac lived in Hebron. Isaac gave Jacob the blessing in Hebron. Hebron is a very prophetic place. Hebron is a place of prophetic release and 
and, and, uh, and declaration. Isaac lived in Hebron. Isaac blessed his sons in Hebron. Isaac gave the blessing to Jacob in Hebron. Hebron is a place of prophetic sacrifice that activates prophetic declaration. We heard about sacrifice. We'll hear some more tonight, hopefully. Hebron is the place of giants, Numbers 13, 22. Numbers 13, 22. And they ascended by the south and came unto Hebron, where Ahiman, Shishai, and Talmai, the children of Anak, were. Now Hebron was built seven years before Zoan in Egypt. Hebron is the place that the descendants of the giants live. In fact, it's been said that Goliath descended from that lineage. And we heard it from the reverend that Hebron is a place where the giants had six fingers and six toes. And they were tall and huge. You dare not challenge them. When they appear, you melt. Remember, the ten spies say when they saw them, were like grasshoppers. And Caleb and Joshua, who had a different spirit, disagreed and said no. If the Lord our God be with us, we take that land. I see you taking new territories after this prayer conference. I can hear your amen. That which has been impossible will become possible. Only one amen. That's all I need. One amen. I see you taking your Hebron. That Hebron, there is a deposit there. There's an anointing there. There's a heritage there. There's an altar there. There is a place, there is a portal that has been opened in the spirit realm over Hebron. Whereby angels ascended to take Abraham's sacrifice and descended to give him answers. I see you taking over the blessings that your fathers couldn't finish. I didn't hear one amen, only one amen. I just need one amen. After this prayer conference, you will take your Hebron. Hebron was also a place where David reigned as king. Why? You can't take the promised land if you don't take Hebron. Hebron is a prophetic gate place. Anybody who was anybody had to take Hebron. David, when King Saul had died, he got to Hebron and sat down there. He married wives. He had children in Hebron. Hebron was where the elders of Israel came and made him king. Write this down. Hebron is a place of your coronation. Hebron is a place of your coronation. That is where a king is made. That is where a king is appointed. That is where a king is crowned. From Hebron, he went upward until he took over Jerusalem and was made king over all of Israel. After this prayer conference, remember we prayed it earlier. You have an all-round coronation, and God will give you rest. Amen. Say amen if you receive it. Hebron, the same Hebron, is a place where Sarah, Abraham, Isaac, Rebekah, Jacob, and Leah were buried in that cave that Abraham bought. Hebron is a resting place. Of the patriarchs. Up till today, they still have a holy site there. I found it interesting that when 
Abraham, when Jacob died, was dying in Egypt, he told his family, say, they, he said to them, they should take him and bury him in the place where he buried Leah, not where Rachel was buried. Rachel was not buried in the family burying place. Remember, she died on the way when they were coming from uh, Laban's uh, village. Why did Jacob request to be buried with Leah and not with Rachel? Because eventually he found out that Rachel was God's will for him. I mean, Leah was God's will for him, and Rachel was his will for himself. But let's leave that. Notice that I want to bring your attention to James 1, James 3 rather, James 3 verse 1 to 12. Write it down when you get home, you look at it. But he's talking there about the power of the tongue. The power of the tongue. There is a power of requesting and there is a power of asking. James 3, 1 to 12. The mouth is used for many things, among which are to condemn, to control, to consume, to command, to demand or request, to create, and to curse. The mouth is a very powerful instrument. Is anybody hearing me? Matthew 7, 7. Ask, and it shall be given you. Ask, and it shall be given you. Ask, and it shall be given you. Say that with me. Ask, and it shall be given you. Say it again. We heard it yesterday. Why did Caleb keep quiet for 45 years? He didn't ask. There are certain blessings that don't come if you don't open up your mouth and ask. Are you hearing me? Yes, I'm talking to you as your pastor now. Yes. John 14, 14. If ye ask, if ye shall ask, if ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. James 4, 2. You have not because you ask not. You have not because you ask not. You have not because you ask not. Esther 5, 7. Then answered Esther and said, My petition and my request is. My petition and my request is. Say that with me. Job 6, 8. Oh, Job 6, 8. Oh, that I might have my request. And that God will grant me the thing that I long for. Psalms 21, 2. Psalms 21, 2. Thou hast given him his heart's desire and has not withholden the request of his lips. Say the request of my lips. Say it again. Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore I say unto you, Mark eleven twenty four. Whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and ye shall have them. Take action. Don't just wish it. Blind Bartimaeus, Mark ten. 
what do you want me to do for you? How are you asking a blind man what you want him to do for you? The guy is blind. You're asking him what he wants. Because when you use words to describe what you want, then that thing you desire is nearer to you. There's a creative power of the tongue. You want a baby? Yes. Describe the type of baby. We heard it from our friend, uh, Biney, who came here one time. I want a dark baby with brown eyes, hairy, girl, pretty. What color of brown? What color of black? What height? Please don't ask for width. What type of intelligence level? What type of holiness quotient? Someone on fire for God? Reverend Sunday's first child, his name is Intercessor. That's, he, he, so the boy came out with a name. Reverend Doyle, his first son is, uh, no, it was Reverend George. His first son, his first child is faith. Second one, faithful. Third one, faithfulness. How can a man like that fail? Words are intentional. Words are powerful. Words are directional. Words are creative. Words are powerful. Caleb didn't sit down. So it must have been Caleb's fault to sit down for so long. Listen to me. Nothing comes to you in the kingdom of God without your asking. You want a husband. I told you the story of a lady who was praying for a husband. No husband. Then she came to the man of God. I want a husband. The man said, bring a piece of paper, bring a pen. What type of husband do you want? What height? She said she wanted a musician. Write it down. What type of musician? The one that sings and plays guitar. Well, not, not the one that played tonight. <laughs> I think he's taken already. What type of Christian? Catholic, Pentecostal, Methodist. What type? Pentecostal. What age range? What type of fire in God? A very fiery in God. Uh-huh. The one with money or inheritance. She said, I want the one with God. She wrote it down. When the pastor said, hey. Then the pastor said, close your eyes. Can you see him? He said, yes, I can see him. Uh-huh. The pastor said, let us pray. Six months later, the pastor came back to that church. She had been married. What happened? Some musician came with a guitar with some group to conduct a service in their church. And all the young girls were rushing this young man. He didn't look at anyone. He went to her and kept hanging around her. Before he left, he proposed to her. What do you want, Queen Esther? He said, I want the king to come and eat. He had a meal. He said, so, Queen Esther, what is your petition? He said, you know my request? Yes, come back tomorrow for more food. 
Then after he said, no, no, this is bothering me. What do you want? He said, there is an enemy called Haman who wants to destroy me and my family and my people. There is power in asking. There was a prayer meeting going on in Ghana. The pastor said, pray, pray. And I'm not saying this in mockery of Ghanaians. I mean, it can happen to anywhere, to anybody. And the woman, the pastor said, pray, pray now. And the woman, oh God, see what they've done to me. Is it good? See what they are doing to me. God, it's not good. I know it can happen in this church. Because there's power in asking. There's power in making a demand. Do you know that you should govern your day when you wake up in the morning, declare what the day will be? Stop taking a no for an answer. I told you of the woman who went to England to apply for her papers. She got there, she removed her shoes. She was dancing at the foreign office. They said, why are you dancing? He said, wherever the sole of my feet touch, I take it. The man said, you can't dance here. He said, I arrest you and your, you and your mouth. Sign my papers. The man said, come back two weeks' time. Two weeks, he said, she got there, dance again. He said, you're dancing again. He said, and you remove your shoes. He said, yes. He said, come back two weeks again. After a while, the man said, I'm tired of giving you. Take your papers. I'm gone. You must be. And when you ask, ask big. You want a car, ask for a car dealership. You want a house, ask for a, a subdivision. I'm just coaching you because tonight they're coming. These ministers are coming. When they say pray, if you lie, ask for. Didn't you know of that woman that had eight babies in one in uh, California? You see, we were taught not to limit ourselves. When I said that, somebody said, eight, huh? And I said, the baron had born seven. There was a woman who was complaining that her husband was snoring. The hot snoring, the man was snoring too much. Every time he snoring, every time she's snoring. And she was sharing it at a women's prayer meeting. And a widow. Leaned over to answer. You even have somebody to snore in your bed. You are fortunate. At least you have somebody disturbing you. Me, I have a pillow that nobody sleeps on. No snore. I wish I had a man to snore in my house. Many of us limit God with our mouths. What do you want? Uh, I just want, uh, if I just can be able to get a nice car to take me around, just uh, to be. No, no, no. What do you want? A man who knows what he wants can be able to recognize it when he sees it. But you can't know what you want without your telling God. There is power in speaking. There is power in declaration. There is power in commanding. There is power in prophesying. There is power in declaring. Use your mouth to create your world. Use your mouth to change your world. Use your mouth to change your destiny. Caleb said, give me this mountain. What if he had kept quiet? God knows how many things we have missed because we have been quiet for a long, long time. 
I see somebody opening up their mouth today to ask for their portion. God himself said, open your mouth wide and I will fill it. Stop asking for too many cheap, small things. I just want a car to take me around. That's why you're not going to get it. What type of car? What type of blessing? What type of husband? What type of house? What type of anointing? What type of ministry? I'm preparing the ground because tonight I sense that mantles will fall on people tonight in this place. That which you are looking for, you'll find it tonight. But you have to ask. When they tell you to pray, stop murmuring. Open your mouth. I'm coaching you now. Blast away. Become a nuisance to your neighbor. If you don't like it, let them move and go to another place. Are you hearing me? Use your mouth and blast through to your Hebron. Do you know when, when Caleb got Hebron? Huh? When Joshua blessed him and gave him the blessing, the empowerment. Hebron was delivered to Caleb first in the spirit realm before the manifestation in the physical. I'm just coaching you now. Are you hearing me, someone? Stop settling for small things. What do you want? Uh, I don't know. Whatever God has for me. Huh? What do you want to be done to you uh, or for you? I don't know. Whatever God has for me. What do you want God to do to your enemies? Uh, I don't know. Uh, let God just let, 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 just let God tell them to leave me alone. Let me tell you. What do you want to be done to your enemy? Be roasted. Is that what you want? Then why are you afraid of saying it? What do you want God to do to your enemies? You see, you're afraid. I said, what do you want God to do to your enemies? Roast them with what? Where? When? When? When is now? Give me two reasons why your enemy must be roasted. Huh? You see now you... Huh? Huh? Why should the Anakims be removed from Hebron? Huh? After all, you met Anakims there. Why do you want to drive them away from their land? Huh? Because it is your inheritance. Because it was given to you. When Father Abraham set an altar there, that was when he made a deposit and claimed Hebron. Are you hearing me? Because it's your inheritance. I have a question for you. Is healing your inheritance? I can hear you. Is deliverance your inheritance? How about prosperity? Are you sure? How about holiness? How about lifting? I can't hear you. How about promotion? How about restoration? How about increase? How about fruitfulness? How about your husband? How about your wife? Huh? How about your money? Huh? How about your money? Do you need your money? But there are anakims there. Huh? When do you want your money? When is now? Where do you want it? Huh? Where do you want it? When? Where? What type of money? 
You see now, you see. Stop asking for Nigerian money here. They don't spend it here. What type of money do you want? Huh? Where? Which bank account? Huh? Somebody said I just somebody said I just want money for McDonald's. When do you want your breakthrough? Are you really fed up of suffering? Huh? Have you been laughed at? Have you been mocked at? Have people asked you where is your God? Have people asked you where is your Hebron? All this fasting you're doing, what do you have to show for it? Every day, church, 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 church. What do you have to show for it? Has anybody asked you? Tonight, God will answer for you. I can't hear your amen. Tonight, God will answer for you. You can't say amen. I said tonight, God will answer for you. I just need one woman to say amen. Tonight, God will answer for you. I just need one man to shout amen. Tonight, God will answer for you. God will answer for you. God will answer for you. I can't hear your amen. God will answer for you. God will answer for you. God will answer for you. Open that mouth and say amen. They've laughed at you for too long. Reverend Sunday, you said it. Do you know that for 45 years, Caleb was enduring mockery, Bishop? It wasn't just silent. People were there when Hebron was promised him. They laughed at him. They mocked at him. Caleb, you've just turned 50. You're now 55. 65. 75. 84. Caleb, when will you take that mountain? He said, my strength is still with me at 85, as it was at 40. Yes, if it is. So say, why didn't you take the land? I'm sure there were people who mocked at him and laughed at him and asked him where his God was. And then if God really spoke it to you, so how come you don't have it? Moses prophesied it, so why don't you have it? It must be because of your sins. Repent of your sins, you sinner man. Ten reasons why breakthroughs are delayed. Seven reasons why inheritances are aborted. And they kept provoking him. Provoking him. Till he got sick and tired of getting sick and tired. And he stood up and spoke and opened up his mouth and said, give me this mountain. Thank God for that woman who was neighbor to Anna. See, we always despise Penina. I appreciate Penina's ministry. You need a Penina every now and then to make you pray. You need someone to provoke you sore. Whereby you weep and weep and have no more weeping to weep. Then you take it to God. Bless me or kill me. Aha. God will say, now you mean it. Angel, I will not let you go till you bless me. I will bend your leg. He said, bend it, but you must bless me. 
I will disjoint your hip. Oh, disjoint it. It's better to be rich and blessed with disjointed hip. In America, they call it swagger. Than to have two legs straight with no blessing. God blesses desperados. Give me a child or I die. Ah, God said, now you are talking. You've been quiet and complacent for too long. Get sick and tired of it. Just open up your mouth tonight and say, Father, give me my inheritance. Give me my healing. Give me my prosperity. If you don't speak, those next to you will overtake you. You've been sitting down for too long. Is anybody ready to ask some serious things tonight? Huh? Stand on your feet and say, Father, give me my Hebron. What is your Hebron? What is your Hebron? Say it like you mean it. What is your Hebron? Shout it. What is your Hebron? Shout it. What is your Hebron? I can't hear you. What is your Hebron? Lift your hands to heaven. Close your eyes and say, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, give me my inheritance tonight. Now open up your mouth like a trumpet and shout it. Blast it now. Come on. Your waiting time is over. Come on now. Keyboards. Ask for your Kibron. Ask for your inheritance. Ask for your portion. You've been quiet for too long. Come on, somebody. Ask for your portion. Come on, come on, come on. Open up, open up, open up your mouth and declare. No more delay, no more waiting. I must have my portion tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus. Deliverance is my portion. Healing is my portion. Holiness is my portion. Restoration is my portion. Lifting is my portion. Breakthrough is my portion. Cleansing is my portion. Come on now. Come on somebody. I just need one woman. I just need one woman to open up her voice and ask. Make a demand on the anointing. Place a demand on the unction. Come on now. The thirsty shall be filled. The hungry shall be fed. Make a demand on the unction. Make a demand on the anointing. Get fed up. Let Penina provoke you. Let Penina push you. Let Penina embarrass you. Let Pen Remember where you are coming from. Remember what you have lost. Remember what you have suffered. Open up your mouth and make a demand. Ask and it shall be given unto you. Come on, somebody. Ask, 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 ask in the name of Jesus.